Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Wednesday, everyone, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast. Our season previews continue. We're talking about Boston College today, and you're going to hear from Jeff Halfley, the head coach at Boston College. What I love about this video, Mac, is he is unshaven. <laughs> he is at the beach. He was at the beach with his family, took the time to talk to us, and that's just Jeff Halfley. He's like, I don't care. This is this is how I look. I'm at the beach. He so said, oh, he's, you he's want. really one of those super likable ACC coaches. No question about it. You can take the ACC off. I mean, he's just one of yeah, the most truly. likable coaches in, in the entire country and a guy that I was a little disappointed he wasn't actually on the beach in the sand yeah, with me too. like a corona in his hand. I was like, come on, man. If we're doing this on vacation, let's do it. Uh, excuse me. I think you mean a Sam Adams. A Sam Adams. Mm, that sounds terrible. I don't think anybody would it's agree It's Boston. With that. I don't even partake in that, but I don't think that's correct. Um, but yeah, sure. I understand the reason you just said for, uh, maybe we can take a poll on that and see, uh, what Ooh. people would, I, I think that would lose by a lot. I mean, Sam Adams is not really a beach beer. I understand. But if he's trying to be, you know, <laughs> trying to be locked in. All in. He's trying to be all in. Well, anyway, let's get to this interview. <laughs> Y'all are going to love it. Thank you so much to coach for joining us. Love this conversation. Let's get to coach halfway. Coach, welcome into the podcast. You're so gracious to join us on vacation time. Are you kidding me? I can see the beach in your background. You just got out of the water. How the heck are you doing, my man? Doing great. You actually, if I turn the camera in a, in a certain way, you could see it. I just, just <laughs> ran off the beach to be with you. I got sunblock on and my hair is, looks a little funky and I haven't shaved it and I have flip-flops on and I got about a couple of days before ACC media, uh, the media deal and, and after that, it's full speed ahead. So I'm going to enjoy every second to refresh. That's and right. Just, that's how I am. I mean, when I have downtime, I get away. I spend it with my wife and my kids and I get away and I want to be fresh and I want my staff to be fresh. And that's why we'll have fun coaching every game of the year. That's right. So what's the plan? Are you going to media day and then right back to the beach? What, what is that going to look like? I am. I'm going to media my day. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I actually had to pack a suit. So, uh, but, but how about this? I, I forgot a belt. You, I mean, I literally brought T-shirts and flip-flops. and, and Of uh, course. So I packed a suit. My wife just had to have a, a belt mailed to me, so she's going to the post office right now to pick that up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to fly there, um, and then I'm going to fly right back to be with my kids for two more days and my wife, and then and then we start full speed ahead. I'm about, I'm about two days ready from being very ready to go back to the office. Mm. So this was well needed, and um, – it's usually usually a good tradition of ours. Okay, don't obviously don't tell us where you're staying or the address or anything like that. But I, I'm just curious, as a guy who's living in Massachusetts, where's your beach spot? You can maybe give us a, a state if you don't want to be too specific. <laughs> no, I, I can. Um, you know, when I coached with the Bucks, we we lived in Tampa, and my wife and I fell in love with everything south of that. There's mm-hmm. there's so many great spots and it's kind of neat to bring our kids and, and go back to some of those places we visited. So we're South of Tampa. We rented a house for a while, really quiet. I mean, there's not much that goes on here. Uh, you can go to the restaurant, same restaurant every night. I can wear a hat and sunglasses and fit in and grow a beard and hang out. So it's, <laughs> we're South of Tampa right now. Um, it's hot. 
It's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot down it. anywhere down in the South. Right. It's going to be hot in Charlotte, Ooh. but that means football season's almost here. So that's good. Exactly. We're close. Coach, all these beard references, man. I think you need to keep growing the thing out. It looks amazing. Let's go, yeah, man. I appreciate that. I'll grow. I'll grow. I sh- I like to shave it, so I you know, I get. We're, I'm at BC, man. I gotta. I gotta. Hold, I gotta hold up my end of the deal too. So that's right. That's right. Clean cut. I like it. Well, coach, let's just jump into it, man. Let, let's talk about your team. Appreciate you again for joining us, and let's start with Phil because man, he's such a difference maker. And I know you love the guy so much. I reflect back on, you know, the fun stories that you would tell about how I'm going to pick this guy up, you know, when he landed from the airport. Um, he's going into what I assume is going to be his last season of college football. What, what, what kind of player are we going to see? What kind of final form are we going to get from Phil Jacobic? Well, you really never saw last year um, mm-hmm. because if you rewind, he had the unbelievable first year. I mean, and I think everybody in the country was counting on him being one of the top quarterbacks and then probably, you know, a high draft pick and not coming back for this season. But what did you really see last year of him? I mean, he played a game against Colgate, then he breaks his hand. And then the first play, first series of the UMass game, then he comes back at 50%. So you're going to see growth from year one to year two to year three that, that I think you haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. There's a maturity. He's older. He's more confident. He understands the game more. Um, I just I think you're going to see a much more mature, confident player, a player that you've seen it can sit in the pocket and throw the ball, but then can make a ton of plays with his feet. He knows he needs to stay healthy, so he's got to mm-hmm. he's got to be cautious when when he does get running instead of trying to run right. somebody over in the first quarter of a game for two extra yards, get out of bounds or go down unless you're going to score a touchdown or it's the last play of the game. Um, so I'm excited, and you know I, I think a lot of people have kind of counted him out for some reason when you when you read some of these things which which makes me laugh um the guy came back when no one thought he was going to play I, I thought he was done for the year I think we right. all thought he was done right. for the season I was told he was done for the year and then he gets cleared to really practice and he's at 50 percent grip strength and he comes in my office before the Virginia Tech game and he tells me he's playing um so I call the doc and we talked to the doctor he said can he play that yeah his grip strength at 50 percent but he's cleared right. he that was a that was a Friday night game I was with you, Coach. I remember the announcement. Yeah, I remember the announcement. We were just like, "Whoa, he's back!" Right. So, so we didn't even we barely practiced, and and he comes back and he has an unbelievable game. And then the next week we play Georgia Tech, and I think he's got four fifty by himself. Um, so you're talking about a guy who I think you're going to see more. You you didn't see Phil last year, a hundred percent, and I'm excited to see that. I really am, and I think there's some things on offense we need to do better to get the ball out of his hands, so he doesn't have to just make all those plays. We have other playmakers to get in the ball quick. Right. Um, but I'm really excited about his maturity. Okay. You mentioned the other playmakers. Th- this is a situation where I don't think people are talking about the two main guys that you return, the two weapons. If you look at kind of the trios, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, I would put BCs up there with almost anyone in the ACC with Pat Garo and of course, Zay Flowers. Let's start with Zay because we you told us a little bit about this when we um, saw you at at Media Day or no when was that Spring Meeting down Island, in Jacksonville right. yeah. down in Florida, but maybe just a quick version of your story of what happened with Zay because it was similar to Jordan Addison. People were approaching Zay Flowers and he said, "Look, BC's done so much for me. I love Coach Halfley. I love playing here. I'm going to stay." So tell us more about your view of that situation. Yeah, it was a scary view. <laughs> um, I get, I get a call at about seven 30. I remember like it was yesterday. Um, I get a call from Zane. He says, coach, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting phone calls and people are reaching out to my people and 
I've been offered a lot of money to go play somewhere else. And I said, what? Uh, <laughs> I said, hey, man, let's come to my office. And let's talk about it in the morning. So we did. We talked about it. I talked to his family. And ultimately, he made the decision to come back, uh, which we appreciate the loyalty. We appreciate, you know, him putting the team above more money than the guy ever probably had in his whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it was a, a blessing for us that he came back. And I think it shines a light on what a great kid, which we've been saying. And if you meet, which you guys have, I mean, the guy lights up a room and yeah. he wants to get his degree from BC. He's close to getting his degree from BC, which is a life-changing degree, as we know. Um, and he came back and he did the story uh, with ESPN. And, mm-hmm. you know, he kept the schools out of it, which which I respect. He doesn't need to put himself in that situation right now. Right, um, right. But, the, you know, we could get into that and why I think that's so bad for our game and college mm-hmm. football and just – College athletics in general, I think it's embarrassing. And yeah. I mean, if you want to pay your own players, pay your own players and take care right. of your own players. But come on, don't go don't go pick on some players that somebody worked three years to develop. And now all of a sudden you're going to try to buy them. Yeah. You know? uh, but Zay, Zay's a guy that needs to touch the ball more. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's and honestly, I know I'm a defensive guy, but I'm also the head coach, and I failed it. I failed at that last year, and I'll be the first to admit it. Mm. And I don't blame our offensive coordinator, and I don't blame our offensive staff. That's my fault. And you know, I think going through this being my third year, uh, being a head coach, you know, my vision needs to be on the whole team, not just the defense. And I lost my way a little bit. And Zay has to touch the ball over and over again. And that's not just targeted. That's find ways to get him the ball because he is electrifying. Mm-hmm. And what he can do after the catch and what he can do if you toss him the ball or pitch him the ball or hand him the ball, there aren't many guys like him who can stop, no. start, and accelerate and make people miss. So we need to do that because he is that good and he needs to return punts and he needs to, he needs to put himself in position to be seen as one of the best football players in the country, which I believe he is. And we need him to win games. So yeah. excited. He came back. Kelly, I'm, yeah. I'm very excited. <laughs> he, he's a heck of a player and a heck of a young man. I mean, I mean, you speak about character and the things that he does off the field, but then when he gets on top of it, man, look out. Cause, cause he's a, he's a freak of nature. I'm excited to, to hear that directly from you. You know, how, how much when John came in, Coach McNulty, and, and becoming the offensive coordinator and, and seeing a guy like him, he's like, man, we just, we just have to figure this out. And, and so is the balance, I guess, Coach, from an offensive perspective, if you said, hey, this is, this is the perfect deal. We have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. We have a solid running game. And then we have this weapon X that can do so many things. Do you want to be as balanced as you can? Do you want to lean towards the pass? What are you and kind of Coach McNulty ultimately thinking, you know, is what we want this Boston College offense to look like? Well, one, I want to keep everybody on edge until we actually have to go play a game. You're not going to tell me the whole playbook? You're not going to send me the playbook right now? Come on. No, but I'll answer answer your question honestly because it is what it is, right? I had a vision and of what I wanted our offense to look like. And and I've said it. That got away from me. And that's my fault. And when I interviewed a lot of guys, I talked to probably eight, nine guys. You know, I shared that vision and I listened to other people's visions and John and I just clicked. I still want to be able to huddle and I still want to win the game in the fourth quarter. And I still want to throw the ball down the field, you know, but there's other things that I think we really need to do that, you know, um, we didn't do as well last year uh, that I thought we could have. And I still want to get under center and run it. And I still want to run out of the gun and have quarterback run game and, I want to sprinkle in some RPOs and I want to get the ball out quick, but then I still want the shots down the field because it's who we have. And he saw when he watched our tape, I mean, we played against, we played against Notre Dame. I think there were two in the country our first season after we played Clemson one in the country, Mm -hmm. we played both really tough. 
and you know it was Phil and it was Zay and it was Pat and it we, then we have Jalen Gill who I think can do yes. a ton of different things and then we have Jaden Williams who I think can do a ton of different things and then um, we have George Takis, a tight end who transferred from Notre Dame, who I think will help us out a lot. And I don't love the portal, but I think it's a position we needed. And John had a relationship with him. Right. So I think John John and I, we knew each other. We were in Tampa together. Um, and we just clicked. And and I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah. Um, we'll keep it a secret. We'll keep it a secret. We yeah, won't tell I like anybody. That. I love I like it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. How about this offensive line coach? Because you, you guys have had some dogs and, and some really stable guys. And it's going to be a little bit of starting over here. Now, I know you have some older guys that, you know, they're going to fill in. And my heart, man, was just broken for Christian. I mean, I think he's the best guard in the country. I for sure think he's still going to be my number one ACC caliber player there just because he's earned that, even though he's probably not going to play this year. But when when you see those guys in the trenches, what can your fans expect to see from those guys up front this fall? They're going to play with they're going to play with an edge and they're going to play with a chip on their shoulder. And if there's a line I want to toe, I want them to step over it. Um, mm. That's the mentality that they have to have. I want to have to pull them back yeah. from playing with an edge. Um, last year, we had the O-line that everybody talked about. This year, we have the O-line that nobody's going to talk about. Nobody knows who they are. Um, and I want them to have a chip on their shoulder. And I want them to play with that edge. And I want them to train that way. And I'm going to make it very hard for them in training camp. Um, but I think it is a very talented O-line. Just, I mean, you know it better than anyone. There's there's zero experience now that Mahogany's gone. Um, you know, I don't know right now if we have the depth right now in year three to sustain a major injury. Um, so Christian going down hurt, right? I think, like you said, I think Christian would be one of the best players in the ACC. His leadership, mm-hmm. his tenacity, his skills. If Christian played well this year, I see him as, as Zion. I see us sitting there in mm-hmm. first round pick. So look, he got hurt. He's out. There's nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. Is it next man up? Yeah, it is. At the same time, we're not replacing Christian. Right. So our group needs to play together and tougher and know what they're doing and beyond their stuff. There's no replacing Christian Mahogany mm-hmm. this year. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd, li- I'd be lying to all you guys if I said we're just going to plug someone in. No, we're not because he's one of the best there is in the country. Um, but as a unit, can we play? I think we can. Yeah. Um, are we going to have some ups and downs on the O-line? Yeah, we're going to. These guys haven't played much. Um, you get Drew Kendall, who I think has a chance to be a really good player at center. Mm-hmm. Finn Durstein, who I think is going to be really good. Jack Conley played a little bit last year. He didn't play very much. Um, Ozzy Trapillo, who I think has a chance to be a superstar also. Um, and then you get Nick Thomas. You get some other guys who have a chance to be in the mix. There are some good players. And mm-hmm. a year from now, I'm going to be really excited because my right. is going to be back and you're going to have a very, very experienced line. So. My, my bet right now, everybody's going to downplay us a little bit because of the O-line. And I get it. And, and I've called out O-line and challenged them, and they all know that. And the way they've kind of come together has been pretty cool. That's awesome. I like that, Coach, and the calling out your O-line, but in a, in a good way. I mean, yeah, that, understanding. Yeah, well, 100% in right. a good way. Like, yeah. guys, everyone thinks you're the reason we're not going to be good next right. year. I don't believe that. And right. I tell them that I think they're going to be damn good. And the way they played in the spring, I think they're going to be really good. Yeah. We'll let and, everybody talk about us like we're not. I'm good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And coach, really, I mean, that that's what my Clemson team faced in 2015. I mean, we were the, the O-line nobody wanted. We're a bunch of ragtag guys <laughs> that are trying to figure it out. And all five guys made some all ACC team. And yeah. so I think that that's the caliber where you start nowhere 
you end up on the mountaintop and, and you just have the ship on your shoulder. And that's a group, man. Those, those lines of scrimmage, they're, we're different. We're, we're different that's people. Right. And I know they love that challenge. And I think Eric, you know, because you played the position, you know, sometimes when you're supposed to be the man and your unit's supposed to be, you kind of, it doesn't always work out that way. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes when you're not and there's no expectation and there's no pressure, you go out together and you just get nasty and you that's figure right. it out and you work together and you stick together. And that's what I'm hoping that I can bring out of this line. Again, there's going to be some ups and downs. There's going to be some blown protections. Um, we need to coach. We need to coach with that in mind. We can't think that we're just going to hit seven step and five step drops and some <laughs> crazy protection checks and just right. let these guys get beat. We're not going to do that. And what you're saying, coach, is why media days is so fun because predictions are almost always wrong because you've got (laughs) units that are doubted that hear that and that play better and all these things. Okay. We got to talk some defense coach. I'm so sorry. I feel like we have offended you and your belief system here, not even really (laughs) discussing defense, but we know this defense was solid last year. Great against the past best in the ACC in terms of yards given up through the air. So you feel pretty good about that overall. What is that next step for your defense this year? Our D line's got to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, losing Chibuzi last year really hurt us. Losing Sheeta last year really hurt us. Uh, Valdez didn't play in the beginning of the year. We never had, there was no continuity up front. We played a lot of freshmen, we played a lot of young guys. Um, shoot, we went through spring ball without Valdez, Sheeta, and Chibuzi, and we got those young guys a ton of reps. Now you enter those three guys. And now all these young guys who were freshmen, sophomores, now they got some reps. Mm-hmm. Our D-line needs to show up. We were – we played good defense last year, points per game. That, to me, mm-hmm. you can throw – pass defense I love because I'm a DB guy. So that fires me up when we're number three <laughs> pass defense in the country. But the only thing that really matters to me is points scored, third down, and red zone. And, and people can say all we want. We weren't good against the run last year, but we gave up 22 points a game. And that – you should win more than six games if you give up 20 – 22 points a game because we played smart. We were some bend, but don't break. We did not give up explosives in order to not give up explosives. We had to play it a little safe. We weren't Mm -hmm. as risky. We didn't Mm -hmm. stun as much on first and second down. We didn't blitz as much on first and second down. So, so maybe we weren't against the run, but people can't drive the length of the field over and over and over. They're going to screw it up. They're going to mess it up. So that was somewhat of our philosophy last year. And I am very involved in that. As you know, if we can get the D line to take a next step, then you get your TFLs. Then look out because we were good on third down and we right. were good in the red zone. So as we build this thing, and we've recruited a lot of D linemen, probably more than any other position, maybe even doubled, um, you have to be good up front. And that's where I think our next step is. Uh, I love that, man. And you see how locked in he gets, KG. He gets we start so talking defense. I get fired <laughs> up because we see him coming out. <laughs> it's people, people say, oh, yeah, you can't stop the run. You can't stop the run. We give up 22 points a game. I mean, how many teams are going to. You cannot just run the ball to score points. Right. You have to hit explosives. We did not give up explosives last year. That's and there's right. some strategy behind that. It's not just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? I do. I'm with you, man. I'm getting fired up over here. It's, it's football time. Let's go. Right? right. And so you bring up the fact you're a DB guy, this defensive backfield. We I've told you this a hundred times. The day you stepped on campus, it was like, Something changed because the the swagger, the performance, the the just level of play from that group specifically elevated instantaneously. So just talk about that unit and, and what you expect to see from them and another strong performance. Well, I think coaches are, and, and even Tim, I think our defensive staff and none of them have left. They've all had opportunities. Tim had a chance to 
interview at Notre Dame. Azar could have went to be the Maryland defensive coordinator. He could have went to Florida. Uh, our defensive line coach could have went to Auburn last year. One, I appreciate the defensive staff and the job they've done, and I think they're awesome, which honestly, it's now going to allow me to get out of that room a little bit and become a better head coach where I think I haven't been good enough in some phases. Um, I think playing DB is kind of like how I coach our whole team. You just It's all a mindset and mentality. You have to coach those guys hard, and they have to be fearless, and they have to be confident, and they can't be afraid to make mistakes. They can't be afraid of getting a pass interference. Um, I don't care if they get beat. I want them walking back on the field and thinking that they're the man. And then comes the fundamentals and the technique that you have to train that we all believe in together. We all work and coach together. But I think it's a mindset. Uh, you cannot be afraid to try to make a play back there. And I think sometimes you paralyze DBs and they play scared and they're afraid to look for the ball or finish through a guy's back. And I, I just, I'm not going to coach like that. I mean, I had a guy in my first year, I think he got three pass interferences in a row, Elijah Jones, <laughs> in one game. And I walked up to him and I said, man, Revis, I've been around guys like that. Just play the next play. They've all had PIs. Play hard, be aggressive, and be smart. Yeah. Situationally, Eric, you got to, if it's third and 15 and we get a, a dumb PI, then I get mad. If it's because right. you got to be smart. If you get a PI yeah. on first and 10 because you're trying to make a play, who cares? Right. I but love it, Matt. What, you're, you're one of our favorite interviews because you keep it real, and there's no doubt about that. So, whatever you want to say about this next question, feel free. I'm just curious how I can't you wait see. To oh, yeah. Get ready. Get ready. I'm curious how you see the ACC right now with all that's going on with the USC UCLA stuff. I just watched Greg Sankey's State of the Union. It was like the freaking president was speaking. It was so serious. It was kind of um, odd, but this is just college sports. But anyway, so what do you think about the ACC where it is right now in the landscape? I think it's a tough conference right now. I mean, mm-hmm. look at who's getting better. I mean, I think the Atlantic's loaded. Um, you want to talk about like, look what Pitt did last year. Mm-hmm. Right? Look what Wake Forest did. Look what NC State did. And I know Clemson had a, a down year. I mean, how many did they win, Eric? Ten? Ten. I mean, <laughs> so now you're talking about you look preseason and all these teams that are in the top 25. And how about Florida State? And what a good job he did flipping that thing late mm-hmm. in the year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Miami two years ago won 10 games. And now right. Mario's there, and he's going to get that thing revved up. I mean, I, I think Duke will, will do a good job. North Carolina is a team that's been ranked. I mean, I think the ACC is as good and competitive as it's been because – even though I haven't been in it for as long as most of these coaches have, I watched it very closely when I was an NFL coach, getting ready for the draft, getting ready for the combine. There's great players. And maybe we don't have 16 teams in the league right now, like some of these others do. But I think at the end of the year, you're going to see a lot of, you're going to see teams that you didn't even talk about surprise people mm-hmm. and be in the top 15 or the top 10. And then you're still going to have all those other. The other <laughs> thing is I think the coaches are really good. Yeah, I mean, look at some of those teams I just named and, and what a great job coaching that they've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then take it a step further. Look at the quarterbacks in our league. Loaded. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. name, name a better conference with quarterbacks. I can't wait you for can't. ACC Media Day for them to start talking about this. <laughs> I mean, what, what are we even talking about? Yeah. I mean, I guess you want to start talking about the revenue. And the, I, I don't that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I'm talking mm-hmm. about on the field. Let's go play football. The actual right. football. That's yeah, right. maybe we should talk about the actual football. <laughs> That's right. It's it's like when Missouri came here last year and, and they made kind of a joke of it, right? I yeah. mean, let's just let's just go play. And at the end of the day, if we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. But let's play football. That's right. So no Kelly, question. I hope I answered your question. No, you, you know what? It. You couldn't have said it better, Coach. I am I'm with you on that. Man, this was fun. I appreciate you, Coach. Can't wait to be hanging out with you soon. Uh, good luck this season. Always, always appreciate you your guys. Time, gonna, you guys going to be there on Wednesday? Oh, yeah. We'll be there. We'll be waiting. We'll be waiting on you. 
So are you going to get the, are you two going to take over like the, the Packer and Durham show or what are we doing? <laughs> Not yet. Jack, Not you yet. need to make Maybe a call. One day. Yeah, you one need to call. make a call, man. Tell me, tell me who to call as long as I can That's get right. on a couple times. We'll text it to you. We'll text it to you. <laughs> All right. I'm going, I'm going in the pool. Yes. Enjoy it. All right. See you guys. Turns out Sam Adams does have a summary. Oh, okay. I looked this up during the break. I expect to see that uh, on Snapchat next time you're at the beach. So keep yeah, us posted. Yeah, it's more of a holiday beer. I get you. Okay, <laughs> let's talk into, or let's dive into Boston College here and talk a little bit about expectations. Six and six last year, didn't play in the bowl game um, for, I believe, COVID reasons, all that stuff. And the big difference here is that Phil Dracovic is healthy. He's ready to go. You heard Jeff Halfley. He's very excited about Phil, and I'm excited about this offense. I think they have one of the best trios in the ACC. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, Phil Dracovic, Pat Garwa III, and Zay Flowers. It, this is a really good trio. And you know what else I loved hearing from Jeff Halfley, Mac? We're going to get Zay Flowers the football. That's what you got to do because he's a dynamic playmaker. That's what I was most excited to see. Just what, what does it mean? How? How, how are we going to do it? And, and he's not giving us secrets, but – you know, I have to think it's going to be some jet sweeps. I have to mm-hmm. think he's going to line up in a bunch of different formations and, and situations and just ultimately touch the ball more. I mean, he's a guy that he is special enough. He needs 10-plus a game, whether it's through the air, on the ground, however you want to do it. Oh, yeah. Let's get creative. Let's get him involved. And I think your offense will be that much better. And I think Zay has to be excited because hopefully, knock on a little wood here, you know, his quarterback is healthy all year and, and can get him the football. I mean, I can't remember time after time last season. Zay's wide open on a post route in the end zone and the ball's short. The ball's the too long. Game. The ball, Yeah, I mean, they win that game, I yeah. think, if, if they hit those shots. And, and so, man, I know both those guys are excited to have each other. Zay, obviously, all the outside noise, decided to come back, mm-hmm. pushed away some, some big-time money there. But the, the biggest concern for me, and Coach addressed it, and I asked him straight up, um, is this offensive line. I mean, obviously you lose now because of Christian Mahogany's injury. You lose all five guys, and, and you're going to be very inexperienced. You're going to be pretty young at certain positions. You know, who's going to come in and step up right away? Who's going to come in and, and be, you know, the guy, be the voice? Because, again, it was Christian, and now it's going to have to be somebody else. And, you know, Coach kind of alluded to Christian coming back. I hope that's the case because mm-hmm. I think that'll be exceptional for them next season. But – Man, just just looking at that, there's there's a little bit of concern for me in what that offensive line is going to be like. But as Coach said, as I said, doubt us, and we'll go prove you wrong. That's just what we're going to do. I thought he was pretty confident, which which right. was telling. And that's just kind of how Jeff Halfley is. But he did seem confident that the O-line, even with the mahogany injury, wasn't going to be that much of a concern. They, they do have a new offensive coordinator, John McNulty. I think he's going to be a little more creative um, again, getting Zay Flowers the football, that's the goal. They've got to be able to score more than 25 points per game. That that was the issue last year, and a lot of that was Phil was injured, and you were working with Dennis Grissel, and you couldn't score the ball at times. But that's a big concern for BC. Defensively, this pass defense was top three in the country. This is a great pass defense. Can they get after the quarterback? That's the other question. They were also minus one in the turnover margin last year. That's something that needs to be improved upon. But if this defense can be a little more disruptive up front and this offense can be a little better, it's almost like, can we get a little more from both sides? Right. And then this team could really be special. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, certainly a, a secondary that's that good, that, that can really just lock guys down, that can make it difficult to complete passes, to pick up yardage, you would think and hope that gives a young defensive line the ability to grow up and get after the quarterback. Yeah. I'm looking at Marcus Valdez. I'm looking at uh, uh, Big Celia there. Those guys have to to make some noise. They, they have to get after the quarterback. Injured, of course, last year. Now they're back. And schematically, you know, what can you do? What what kind of things can you do to help that? If, if you're bringing blitzes, do you trust your guys enough to go man-to-man and maybe overload a side of the offensive line there? So I don't think there's any question with Coach Lukabu and, and Coach Halfley that this defense is going to be for real. They're, they're going to be really good at, at what they do. But can they improve on, on of course, you know, stopping the run that coach was a little bit angry that people were picking on yeah. them because of how good their pass defense was. But you know, at the end of the day, these guys kept you out of the end zone and they kept it out of the sky. That, that's just what they succeeded really, really well at a year ago. For sure. I think this defense is, is a strength and if Phil stays healthy, this team could be special. Let's look at the schedule, Mac. Let's look at the win total. Six and a half per our friends in Vegas. Lots of tough road games. Yeah. That's what I see with Boston College, at Virginia Tech, at Florida State, at Wake, at NC State, at Notre Dame. That is brutal. So if they're going to win seven, it feels like they've got to at least get one of those on the road. If they lose all five of those, they got to win every other game. So there's little room for error with that really brutal road schedule. Yeah, and I'm jacked up for that week, too. Uh, So we're going to be there. The huddle will be there. We're going to be live in person. That'll be the first Virginia Tech home game. We remember a year ago what that first game was, how electric Ooh. it was. It's going to be a night game ready. on ACC Network. Man, that, that environment is going to be berserk. Um, but they're going through a coaching change. They're going through some identity crisis. We just spoke about them last week. And can Boston College and this veteran quarterback, veteran receiver, veteran running back, take advantage of that and be able to kind of conquer the storm that is going to be the 12th man at Lane Stadium because those guys are going to be rocking and they're going to be excited you know, to see an ACC team come to town. But that feels like a good opportunity, as, as crazy as that sounds and as ruckus as an environment that is. At Florida State might be another good one, you know, where they can go in there and and really get it done. And so, you know, two early options there, and, and certainly that plays favor to a team that has experience on, on the, the – quarterback side but man you, you finish the the season there at nc state at notre dame and then sean tucker comes to to your house it, it's a tough little stretch i've got to lean under mac i think with those five road games plus clemson at home and then like you said syracuse at the end of the year yeah. rutgers another fbs opponent i think six and six is is very doable and with this schedule you'd still be a pretty darn good football team to get there. Yeah, you, you know, I think I think coaching matters a lot. I love Halfley, and, and I think he's going to find a way to get over that. Okay. I, I'm going to go All over. Right. I think they, you know, get to seven and, and maybe eight. Maybe they sneak up. I, I, listen, Phil is good. He's really, really good. No, he is. And, but you, you've got to upset some of these teams in these raucous yeah. environments. And will he have time? Will he be protected? I mean, that, yeah. that'll be the biggest thing. And so – I'm leaning on that and thinking that he's going to have a really big year and and will them, you know, to seven or eight wins. So I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. 
All right. I like it. We shall see. <laughs> It'll be fun. But thank you so much uh, to Brendan Flynn for getting this done, for setting up Coach Halfley with us. And of course, thank you for Coach for, for your time. He gave us a lot of time on the beach. Uh, never expected, but he's a guy that, man, he just always delivers. So huge shout out to them and huge shout out to our producer, Richmond Weaver, a guy that, golly, he makes us sound good. He makes us look good. It is a job that nobody wants, but he does. And really, really thankful for him. Go check out his podcast, Rich Take on Sports. Any aspect of of sports and life, he's got it. Go check out the episodes. He's got a billion of them. Really fun interviews there. But that's it for us, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Another great episode of Grandlick and Mac Lane. Go get SiriusXM. Go over to YouTube. Go over to, to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review. It's always fun to hear from you guys. And we would, of course, greatly appreciate that always. But until next time, we'll see y'all.